Morning, everybody. We have the privilege this morning of hearing uh, from one of our longtime congregation members of an incredible work of God in his life and a work that we, many of us, prayed for much and God has wonderfully answered. And so really what we're doing here this morning is what the psalmist said, come and hear and I will tell you what God has done for me. That's what we're doing here. So Doug Kissick is going to give us his testimony this morning of uh, his battle with cancer and the marvelous work that God did for him. And we were a part of that because we and lots of other people prayed for him. Um, and it's wonderful to gather here together and know we all have a part in this. Um, and I do want to mention at the close of the service, how we're going to close, we're aiming to close a bit early, which normally happens here, um, around 9.45. Those of you that need to um, get your kids from the nursery and are not going to be able to stay for the congregational meeting, that's fine. We'll give you a break, <clears throat> break there. And then we'll try to reassemble at uh, right about 10. Um, so Joe Kissick has a, Joe has a whistle um, and a big hand that's going to be waving um, to help Doug quit um, whenever he's supposed to. This is, this is Joe's job. I have nothing to do with this, okay? Um, but Doug, we love you. And we're so glad for the privilege that you're with us today. We didn't know you would be, you know. Those, those were dark days. So if you'll come up. And he's using my mic. How about now? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this is awesome to be here. <clears throat> and uh, I always get a little older. I always tell the same story. My son Joe, when he is uh, when he was in school, eight or nine years old, we thought he would. Well, he did. He played uh, no, uh, uh, a saxophone. And he said, well, uh, so he got where he could play it pretty good, and so he wanted to come out and pray it, play it. <clears throat> so, but he didn't want us to look at him when he played it. So he'd come out and, uh, and put this, play the song, and uh, what we would do would turn around. So we didn't have to, so we didn't look, you have to look at him or get to look at him. So I'm just wondering if it would be too much trouble for you folks. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. You'll be fine. <clears throat> yeah, this is so amazing what the Lord has called me to do. And it's just, uh, 
it's just amazing. And it's amazing uh, pastors that let me do it, you know, because the last time I was up here, well, you know, I can, I'd had this story about the pastors, and I'll tell it again right quick. But uh, <clears throat> well, I was going to give my testimony up here, and, and so we was, I was talking to Pastor Dan about it and, and Reverend Knutes about it. <laughs> so anyway, the time come for to do it, and uh, come to find out both of the pastors had to be gone. They said that was a sabbatical. And I didn't know what a sabbatical was. So they're always telling us to look up stuff in the Greek. So I went and looked up in the Greek book, and it says that <clears throat> I'm going on vacation, and I'll be back when I get ready. <laughs> so, that's what it, so that's what they was on sabbatical. And so... I just gone ahead and done my thing, and, and uh, I run the whole show, the music, part of the audience, and the whole deal. Very good. Okay, well, enough of that. And uh, but uh, another little story here: I was, uh, my grandson Kester, he was uh, he come over to the house and. Anyway, we was working on our washer or dryer or something, and he said, uh, well, Pa, he said, my uh, dryer at my house is broke. He said, and I want to tell you the whole story of, this, my, of the dryer that doesn't work. I said, good. So we got everybody gathered around and got it ready for a long-winded story about the dryer. Okay, Kester, what, what, tell your story. He said, no, it's broke. That's it. <laughs> the end of the story, it's broke. It's done. No details, no nothing. And this is what, that this reminded me of this, uh, what I'm telling about today. Well, uh, God has equipped me, equipped me to do this, and I depend on God, and, and, uh, and that's why I do it. God said to do it, that I will do it, <clears throat> and uh, I have no elaborate speech to give, I don't have theology, but I, I have uh, what I call neology, and that's on my knees praying to God Almighty, and that, that works really good for me, but one way we went to, uh, Thursday we went up and uh, to Billings and, and um, I've got another to check my blood in about 15 minutes they know and, and as was praising God it's still in remission so that was, <clears throat> that was really good in uh, this doctor we've been going to his, his name was Dr. Jesus and that, that's what his name was and, and, and his it's actually Jesus well, if you say Dr. Jesus four, five, six times or so, well, it comes out, hey, you. <laughs> but he doesn't like, he didn't like to be called, hey, you. So we called him Dr. Jesus. And he's a very, very good doctor. And he's a godly man. And, and anyway, he's moving on from 
from Billings and going back to Florida, but he's a real good doctor. He's a godly man. We would, we would pray with him. And, uh, and uh, we was up there in Billings during the, when the COVID was bad. And uh, when we could only, they said we was only have a family member there, my wife, for so long. And, uh, and he said that he, he overruled that rule and, and I could, when we started taking the chemo, well, my wife could be there around the clock. She stayed around, stayed right in the room, around the clock. So he, he, was, a, he was a good man and so he, he was pretty, very professional kind of a guy. Well, he, well, when we first got there, we, well, uh, we was trying to figure out, uh, ahead of myself just a little bit, but uh, we, uh, we went to Gillette here to the uh, emergency room four or five times and really couldn't figure out what was going on, so we, we prayed about it, and this good doctor in Gillette, I forget his name, he said, well, you better go to Billings, and we prayed about that, and the Lord led us there, and <clears throat> so this, we got up there, and uh, went, got in this room, and this, here come Dr. Dr. Jesus and um, said, "Well, this he, he, a long, yeah, young-looking guy." And he went, "Well, this this young man must be in the wrong room because it says uh, oncology on his shirt." And I'm, well, I don't have cancer, so they they checked us out and they said, "Yeah, you, you got cancer." And I said, "Well, that's something's wrong because I don't I, I don't have time for that right now." No, uh, but uh, I've learned that the Lord is the creator of time and eternity, and uh, I did have the I did have the time to get healed up and seek His counsel, and so that that went really good with that doc, that good doctor, and amazing, amazing. We was up there in Billings for about seven months, and. And uh, when we come to town this morning, the wife was going to read this. Well, I'm getting my head myself again here just a little bit. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I was going to tell about this. Billy Graham, I was watching it uh, quite a while. Well, not quite a while, maybe a year or Two years ago, this woman got up and talked at Billy Graham's funeral, and she said, uh, "If you knew the cure to cancer, would you? And you and, and your best friend had cancer. Would you give him give him the 
the cure. And, and of course, he said, yeah, you bet, I sure would. And if you knew the cure to cancer, it would be great. But what about if your best friend has the disease that affects your sin, would you tell him? And so that is so amazing. And <clears throat> that and I've, maybe I forgot part of that story. <laughs> but uh, But anyway, we got up there to <clears throat> the Billings and and uh, we had a lot of things that was going against us and against me and, uh, and, uh, and so we started on that first chemo and I had uh, of course, a lot of weight loss, and this uh, chemo attacks your soft tissues, like your hearing. Your I had uh, my hearing got a little bit worse, uh, and then I would my voice would get real low, and I had uh, swollen legs and an ankles. I had the, they thought I was getting a blood clot. Well, they put a they put a cage. They cut me there in, the, in the, one of the veins and put a, put a cage in there so if that blood clot come through there, it would might break it up. And, and over 400 shots of blood thinner in, in the belly. And uh, one of the first times I, we took a treatment, then we would, they, we would take this treatment and then they would uh, have you sign off on, uh, you just signed off, so if you died, well, you'd signed off on it. So, well, that was kind of nice, so. Uh, see what I mean about elaborate speech? I'm gonna have to learn a little bit more about stuff. But uh, we got, I got back and after one of his first treatments and, and uh, my daughter-in-law, Amity, she's a vet and she was, uh, Joe was uh, a little green on giving me this shot and so I was really tired when I come back from that first treatment. I, it was time for that belly shot. And I was laying down in bed, and or in the process of laying that down, laying down, and Amity was set up to give me this shot. While I was laying down, in the process of that, well, I got laid down. She said, "Okay." I said, okay, go ahead and give me the shot. And she said, well, I already did. I got it on the way down. You've got the shot in the stomach. <laughs> so her, uh, I was very thankful to get that shot and that quick. And then, uh, then I had colitis, and that's, uh, that's a stomach problem. 
Then they, they thought they may have to put a bag on me. I had more problems than the cranberry merchant. It wasn't hot, good. And then one night, well, all my family come up. Uh, one night, uh, I, well, I, they, I couldn't eat no more, so they put me on a feeder tube, so I didn't need to chew and swallow. And, well, I could swallow, but I couldn't have any solid food. <clears throat> and so I was, uh, it was on 13, they had 13 different kinds of medicine going in this, they called it a Christmas tree, and where they inject this medicine into you. So one night that uh, I woke up and when I, when I was dreaming, I was on a, uh, this hayloft in my barn and there was, I was upside down and, and, uh, and backwards. I was going down head first. And I, I just had no, I was out of control and I couldn't even throw my hands up to protect me. And so, yeah, started sliding off that hayloft and I fi finally slid off and it was just about time to hit the ground. And, and, and I never hit the ground. And I've had this, this uh, Isaiah 41.10 had come to mind. And, and it says, fear not. Don't be dismayed. I'm, for I'm your God and I'm, I'm with you and I'll hold you up with my right, righteous right hand. And, well, I thought, man. This is so amazing to be living this. And, and then, then it happened again, and, and the same thing happened. And, and no, I, I never hit the ground. I, the Lord was there, and he held, held me up with his righteous right hand. And then it, uh, it, 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 it just went on and on and on, and finally... Uh, all my family was coming and going, my brother and my brother Bart, which is here, well, he stayed with me. He had a picture of his family put up on the wall. And I, that kind of little stuff meant so much to me. And, and I, I got where I couldn't, uh, there was days going by I, I couldn't remember. And uh, <clears throat> and I, I finally got to take a bath and uh, take a shower. So when they had this great big plastic chair, you go sit down and 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 I cause, and, and take a shower because I couldn't I couldn't stand up. I didn't have enough power to stand up by myself. So. I would, that was uh, so amazing to finally take a shower and there's this, and, uh, this nurse that come in and she was really helpful. A lot of nurses were very good and we prayed, prayed with these nurses and they prayed for me and it was just an amazing deal. And, 
with this gal that was really good. And, well, she, she had had three kids and she knew how to, how to help a person, you know, she'd been around that a lot, so that was very special. And then one night, we was at, uh, we was at the bottom of the, of the situation, and, and, and my, my wife was staying there. She'd stay in a little bed or the recliner. And one night, I woke up and down at, the, <coughs> down at the bottom of the bed was these big boxes, cardboard boxes, and then then they had prayers in them. And I, I woke her up and I said, I see these cardboard boxes with these prayers. What, what's going on? She said, well, she didn't, she didn't see no cardboard boxes with prayers, but I did. And, 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 uh, and so what happens that uh, we were, the couple of days before that, we was talking about my mother and how, what a precious soul she was. And, and, and this, this time went on, and this during the night. Well, I could—I don't know if it was possible or what happened, but she was. She had. She was had something to do with getting helping God put these prayers right for me at the bottom of that bed. Wow, this was. This just is amazing. That that happened and. And I'm thankful God chose me to do this. And another time was <clears throat> well, yeah, I have to back up just a little bit. But uh, that Doctor Jesus, when we seen him the other day, well, he said the others had been. When I'd asked him before, I said, have you ever seen such a, a bad case of cancer? I, of course, I kind of figured he'd had, and he said, yeah, he said, I've had, I've seen a lot worse than this. And, and uh, of course, we got, you got to know him pretty good after working with him. He's really a good guy, and he said, well, them, that really, if the chemo don't get you, well, the cancer will, so you need to, it's just that way. It's just that's the way it's going to be, and that's why we need the Lord to pray, and, and he'll, uh, he will answer our prayers, and he did. And my wife was there all the time, and she was taken, she took big, had a notebook, and she took, notes of everything that went on and then every once in a while we'll, we'll, uh, if something didn't go my way well I would I would let them know after all I was the customer you know the customer's always right in business so the the nurses uh, was was very good though and treated us very good and and they got along with with my wife really good and they uh, in fact they would come and ask her for information on what 
was, went on. Uh, so, and that was nice. And she, the one little outspoken nurse, well, she said, uh, well, we'd rather work with your wife than you. So <laughs> I said, well, me too. But anyway, I've, I've got a, I've got a, almost done. Hmm. It seemed like there's always a time limit on everything, and, and that's true. But uh, not much many minutes. Okay. But you know, there's a time limit on everything. We're one of the day. One of these days, we're going to be in in the judgment seat of God, and you'll. And there's a time limit there. You've got to know Christ before you, you get there because it's that simple. You, you got, this has got to be done. Or you'll be in hell. There's no really, really no, no nice way to say it, but you, that's it. Okay. Well, I prayed with this one nurse and, and told her about uh, John 21, 18, where it says you'll get old and people, you'll need help getting up and down and you'll reach out for people to help you and, and you'll be led where you don't want to go. And so that's what, that's what happened to me. And I don't know if you've ever been in a quick shop and these, uh, they got this hot dog grow that you can, yeah, you know, you sit there and watch that hot dog roll back and forth, and, and they're really not too bad, but, you know, I, <laughs> but that's the way they would move me around when I couldn't have enough energy to, to get from the, the bed to the end, uh, uh, through the wheelchair. They would put both these beds up level, and, and they would roll me around with a sheet, and I'd go to the wherever uh, the, they wanted me to go. So, and so she come back and she said, well, I don't quite understand that verse. And I said, well, this is pretty amazing. The Lord has put me here to tell this young person about what I know. And I, and I, I better be telling the truth because this is, a, this is one of the most amazing, important decisions you can, I think you can make. I know. And, and I said, well, you know, I told that nurse, I said, you know, the, the, the Lord does not guarantee us, not one day, not one day on earth does he guarantee, not one minute. And I said, but he guarantees eternal life with him in heaven. How could you beat that? You can't. That was him and for eternity. This is so amazing this, that but I could tell her that and then maybe help. Okay, and then, and then I got back down here and I just have to tell more about my wife, how good she was and, you know, sometimes we would, we would argue a little bit, not too bad, but you know, sometimes we'd argue just so we could make up, so. <laughs> but, uh, I've got a really good wife and family and 
church and I'd watch the church on Zoom and you see the back of everybody's head. <laughs> so, and then we got down here and I was out at uh, Pacific Steel getting some iron and this girl come by, oh, I suppose 35 or 40 years old and he was selling burritos and I wanted to know if I'd want a burrito and I said, yeah, you bet. I'd have one and we got talking about what what was going on in our life and I told her, started telling her about this cancer I'd had and Nancy just started crying. Big old tears coming down her eyes and she was trying, you know how women try to wipe a tear off or don't mess up their makeup. Well, she was doing that and it was making it worse. <laughs> so we talked about that and she was a good Christian gal and told about and, and her dad or her, her husband or something, but he was a, was a pastor, and she said, well, you know, we, we love the same Lord, and we love the same Jesus, and, and it's a really special to meet up with that gal, and we, so we hugged right, hugged up and went on our way, so that was very good. And, okay. Okay. Are you going to read it? Somebody, that ain't my phone, is it? <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> yeah, but how this come about was, was in one of our toughest goes when we hit bottom and we said, Lord, we, we're going to need to, we need some kind of a sign what, what, what to do to know that you're here. And so we'd always go read to this little prayer room and read Psalms and read Bible, Bible every day. And, and then Psalms 30 says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths. You did not let my enemies gloat over me. O oh Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O oh Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Oh, Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called to the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down to the pit? With the dust, will the dust praise you? Will I proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned, you turned from my wailing into dancing. You, you removed my sackcloth and closed me with joy that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Amen. Is that it? Okay, well, well. Well, okay, well, 
I'll say, I'll, I'll say a little prayer, a big prayer. I'll say a little. And Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for putting this before us. Thank you for being our God and hearing our prayers. And this, this, is a, this is a big day. We give you the glory. We're trusting you. You're an awesome, mighty God and mighty to save. All God's people said, amen. Thank you. I guess Jessica's going to come and sing. I've got the music lined up. Oh, she's there. Okay. Well, and she's going to sing this, and uh, I've, I've kind of got everything lined up here. I mean, I don't know if you pastors could be dismissed early if you would like. <laughs> so, you going to shut me off, Corey? I'll just stand up here. What?
Doug, look up. Look right. Look at the altar. See all these people up here? That's because God did what he did. It might have been tough, and it was a struggle, but God used it for good. And I would encourage each one of us this morning to hear the words of this song. Doug and I spoke earlier today because I think the most important thing about the healing that we heard about this morning is when Doug gave his life to Christ. When he was brought from death to life. Yes, God healed Doug and kept him around, and we are so grateful and thankful that he did. But to be redeemed is what's the most important thing. And all these people up here at the altar this morning are celebrating not only God's, that God healed Doug, but that he healed them, that he brought each one of us from death to life. Doug, look at me. I told you we'd save your seat, and God answered that prayer. And that, that deal at the end of this, when you were talking about how you looked at the end of your bed and you saw boxes and boxes of prayers, that is a beautiful picture of what a lot of the people that loved you in this church and around your family did for you. They were praying like crazy, and thank you, Lord, that you answered that prayer. So let's pray, shall we? Father in heaven, to say this morning that we love you seems so inadequate, but we do. And we are so grateful for the healing that you laid upon Doug, upon Doug Kissick's life, the answer to prayer that so many countless prayers being lifted up for him. But I also want it to be known for Joe this morning, Lord, that those prayers are for her also. I know she went through very, very, very hard times in this situation watching her husband and how helpless she felt through that whole situation. But the one thing she did, she prayed. And the, the power of a praying wife, I think, is how it's always put. And for Joe, she is exactly that. She was the wife that Doug needed her to be when he needed that most. So, Father, we praise you this morning. We thank you. We just want to lift your holy name on high and say this is the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. May we rejoice and be glad in it. But, Lord, may this not end here, but that we may be a congregation that brings people to the altar because of the experiences of our lives that we go through the hard times and the good times, that we would be a a church family that would share the gospel and bring people to the healing power of the cross of Jesus Christ and be healed for eternity by the blood of Jesus, being forgiven for their sins, being brought from death to life, and that we may go by your grace now for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you guys. If you got to go get your kids, please do that. Doug, thanks for sharing this morning. You did a good job.